Hello, everyone. Thank you for clicking and joining our conversation today. This is Society Podcast, where we review the things we love, the things we hate, and everything in between. This is an extra special episode, since I'll be talking with my favorite person in the world who's going to be anonymous. And uh, she goes by the name of Gogo Monster. Gogo Monster, are you there? I, I actually gave a fake chuckle. That's for, fine. For your sake. That's acceptable. How are you? Do I have to answer that? You don't. All right. So, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. <laughs> so, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, it was the sequel to Avatar, which initially came out 2009. And years later, James Cameron decided to release the sequel. Before we get into that, since you won't uh, expose your name or who you are, you remain mysterious, which is totally fine. Um, I'll do ask, I will ask about... Um, the, the love you have for films because I think you, you you have a fair amount of love for films so since you couldn't decide since you couldn't uh, love so since you couldn't decide on your favorite love favorite movie of all time um, maybe you can mention a variety of movies that you enjoy the genre movies uh, uh, that you enjoy or specific directors I'll make it brief being that this is about Avatar and not my faves okay so i really i enjoy sci-fi i enjoy um i love the director m night Shyamalan, and um yeah some favorites from that genre would be the fifth element um the matrix if that qualifies aliens um Solaris, Gattaca, Artificial Intelligence. Uh, these are the movies I grew up watching, and I, yeah, I love sci-fi. I always was like, I used to play that I was in a rocket going far away to attack some aliens, you know. Helicopter. Well, ju just, just as you said, aliens, we heard a big, yeah. big spaceship in the background. Funny story, mom said that, um, she might have actually seen a UFO out in Far Rock. And if anyone knows who where Far Rock away is, there's definitely. <laughs> it, is it's, that... it's scary out there. How long ago was this? Um, Back in the 90s, right before I was born. Why is Far Rock away scary? Far Rock away is a bit spooky. Um, if you know, you know. And that's all I'll say. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, M. Knight. Um, he can be hit or miss. Oh, I didn't even... Signs. That's a bit of a sci-fi. I don't believe he's a hit or miss. I think he's a very... So um, what'd you think of The Last Airbender? That is not his strong suit. That's not his genre. And um, yeah, I but it was. It was used against that because I believe he made that movie purely for the intent of his daughter. A gift, if you will. Which yeah, that was, was a not... That was a rotten gift. It, it was, but that was not his genre, and that was not his call, and he got a bit ambitious. He's still an amazing director. That does not define him. 
period. No, I wouldn't. On. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say one movie defines your entire career. I'm just saying that. I wouldn't say he's p- perfect. Well, I wouldn't argue against my favorites. Are you trying to challenge me? <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're not. We're not here for that. Kevincito. Anyway, we're here to review Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, can you remember your recollection of when you saw Avatar one? Did you see that in the theaters? I did. It's, it's all a blur, really. Yeah. Do you remember um, thoroughly enjoying it? I remember really dissociating to all the like, you know, little lights and animals and creatures and stuff. Okay. Um, like I said, you know, a lot of dissociating in the theater, just getting all in awe and ooh with all the little blues and. Mm-hmm colors and stuff i'm sure for that time that must have been like an epic experience being that cgi is what is this director name james Cameron. yeah um cgi is like his thing and he spent all his money or all the money on cgi being that cgi is really expensive um an example uh death on the nile Mm. oh my goodness death on the nile being the worst CGI I've ever seen in in the modern day. What is it? When that movie came out, whatever time it came out. It came out this. It came out mm-hmm. last year. So like it would have been. Um, I should have seen the first before seeing the second. But um, um, as far as I knew for that time, <laughs> not comparing to Final Fantasy, his cutscenes because CGI there or whatever they use is amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm sure the 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 graphics and all that was amazing for that time. Um, even now, I'd say it was pretty legit. Like, it holds. I mean, up. obviously, it was. It was like you know, it's fake. Um, yeah, uh, I remember just enjoying the animal part of the first one, like all the the nature against mm-hmm. man, against alien, the typical explore a new world, like. That I'm always into. Once again, I, I love sci-fi, so I remember enjoying it at that time. Yeah, and it was interesting. the develop The development for Avatar began in 1994. It took 15 years to make that movie, and as we look back at the film now, it was groundbreaking because of the use of motion capture, uh, the mocap, if you will. But that was sort of um, it created a, a, a path to so many other different franchises that used motion capture technology, which was completely new and refreshing and it made everything easier. Like the Rise of the Planet movies, the eight movies, some were directed by Matt Reeves. They used mocap. Um, and uh, the Hulk in the MCU was the first time that the MCU used mocap. So what James Cameron did with Avatar changed the entire game. And it was. Although I, I'd like to take a moment. I think this was a game changer for the industry. But if we make a side note that graphics and such have been in the works for video games, and I think video games have always kind of been advanced, and maybe that's going to the other side of things, like the Japanese. But I mean, one thing we like, I remember understanding or appreciating wow these graphics are amazing 
-hmm. as far as like um final fantasies i'm not sure what years but like definitely way before avatar um and even like heavy rain that video game i mean the graphics were amazing and they had like advanced technology yeah no and and that's and that's something james cameron was inspired by that's not a doubt and that's basically the standard for modern video games the use of mocap the extensive use of mocap is you know the standard for everything they do in, in in regards to these video games so this created such a huge world for these movies that are highly based on cgi and are focused on these uh, mythical creatures and figures that are created so it was definitely i think the um i think the like showing um an animal like or a world um not just like you know because humans trying to look human in a video game is like oh that's pretty cool but like animals trying to look a bit realistic in a movie or yeah. a half animal, half avatar. Now that's impressive because that yeah. involves, you know, a little more to it. Yeah. So it took, cool. yeah. So it, it took, it took about 15 years to create the first avatar to, to introduce the language, um, to create the designs of, um, of these creatures. And it took 13 years for the sequel to come out which we'll review now, The Way of Water. And while making Avatar 2, Avatar 3 was in production. And that's already done. So it will be releasing, I believe, in 2024. And I believe we'll be getting a fourth one in 2026. Um, so it clearly looks like it, the technology has advanced there's no doubt about it oh yeah 2009 to 2023 then do you um is it still up for is the precise number of how much they budgeted still out because the movie's out like do we know how much so it's it's re- it's reported that it, it, the budget how much was did three, it cost actually three, to make three, 350 to 460 million dollars that's you see how I didn't know how expensive it was to really like develop this type of technology to use it and like use it for everything. Because I'm thinking, you know, my little green wall and my humble yeah. abode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you could film Avatar right there behind a green screen. No, yeah. For those of you <laughs> who don't know, I have a, a a a friend who completely painted one side of my wall CGI green or whatever. What do you call that? Like a green wall. Yeah, you, and in you, my you have head, a, you literally I, have a green screen in your living room. I have green screen. I can film all of Avatar in my living room. Say I can. Well, that's what I thought up until I understood how much money and what is actually involved when it comes to these type of movies. Yeah, so three hundred and fifty to four hundred and sixty million. But keep in mind, this also includes the salary of all the actors for the film, which I'm sure they were paid. They were paid a lot, and yeah. By the looks of it, you can see that this a lot of money went into the film, and they took advantage of the funding because um, it was it was worth it. And it seems like it, it definitely made profit because it's nearing the two billion mark at the box office, and that's pretty impressive since Avatar wow. 
Avatar 2009 still stands as the highest grossing film of all time. And he's just a strategic director because right before Avatar 2 released, he released Avatar, the first Avatar in, in the movie theaters with uh, touch-ups on the CGI, which made it look even better. And people went back to see it. And since Endgame released, it topped Avatar. When he re-released Avatar, Avatar went back to the first, to the first spot. And now he's re-releasing Titanic again, remastered. Yeah, that's so, all. I, I, it's a smart money scheme. I guess he needs right? <laughs> to fund like the other fifty movies yeah. he's developing. I get um, it. I won't so, support him though, but I get it. <laughs> all right, so let's get on with film. So. 15 years after the Navi had a war with the humans in the first film, Jake Sully is a chief in the clan and he has an entire family. Um, of course, with Zoe's character, Nay, we're going to call her for short, and the oldest son, Net, and the youngest son, Loak, and uh, their, their, their teeny daughter, Took, which was adorable. Oh, she was a treat. My favorite, and honestly. She was her favorite. And, and the adopted daughter, Kiri. And also, a weird inclusion was a human boy named Spider, who was the son of Colonel Miles. Uh, what do you think of the dynamic between Spider and Jake Sully's kids? Um, normal, you know? That's the environment he grew up in, as anyone knew kind of assimilate without having to thoughtfully assimilate it just becomes a part of you anyone who comes from a certain environment can attest to that so him around a bunch of avatars or he just he fit in he learned to fit in and it just felt most like natural for him um it was normal you know they all grew up with each other they were play fight and all that did, did it throw you off knowing that he was a human trying to live amongst the Navi, which is the, the people, the avatars? No, I think it gave um, it gave us all point of view. You got the humans who, are, who decided to stay, and um, we got him who felt akin with the avatars, and you got one who decided to, you know, become an avatar. Yeah. And um, you just got really off perspectives. You have the avatar themselves. You have half avatar, half animal. I mean, half whoops, <laughs> man. There's really much of a difference. But <laughs> you, they just they just wanted to show you all the different sides of, you know, to that. Yeah, and I thought that was a very smart move. And in the beginning, I felt so bad for her. <laughs> For Jake's, Jake's wife, for Nay, the 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 mother of these children, because they seemed to find trouble wherever they decided to go on adventures, and that poor woman was suffering each time. <laughs> Low aqu- mother would right. I, I think it was just um. I like I think they're um. And then her being full avatar, being the only one really close to them in that little unit, it's just yeah. like a. It was interesting. 
Yeah, and keeping in mind that she detests humans. Humans, so. right. And yet her own kind are half, you know. It's, it's, it's such a duality because Sully, on the other hand, he's able to empathize with the human since he was a soldier himself. So knowing that Miles is alive, he's turned into an avatar. Jake can understand his intentions, the ambition, and the drive that a soldier has. And I think Nay always feared Spider since he was a human himself and figured that one day he'd betray them. And I'm not saying Spider did, but when Spider was captured, Spider was able to, te was, was able to teach Miles and um, his squad, his squadron, the, the language and the culture of the Navi. In a way, was that really him against them or rather him feeling something toward this fatherly figure who and, and, so yeah. conveniently was, was an avatar? Um, we all know who the Avatar is if we're going to talk about the Avatar in Avatar. Are, do, are we giving spoilers? Because... Oh, yeah. This is spoiler-free, so you can speak your mind freely. Shawty with Avatar State. We all know. Like, either it's going to hit the third or the fourth movie yeah. where she reaches her final state. We all know. Something's yeah. extra special about her. But if you want to talk about that later... Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I, I think I think what you said was right. Um, Spider, since it since Miles was his father, he sort of felt this attachment towards the father, and and you could see that um, his sentiments were beginning to grow stronger towards him. But at the same time, I think he understood the way um, Nay, Jake's, you know, Zoe. We're gonna call her Zoe because it could be confusing sometimes. He, he could see how 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 Zoe perceived him. He knew she didn't like him, and I think, and he, and he could see in I think the some sort of video format where he saw um, her attacking and 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 she was like rageful and she was just a monster. He feared her at that moment, and I think that's what caused this sort of separation. And I think, despite Mao's evil ways, he was attached to to his to his father, and in the end, we saw the outcome of it all. But um, at the I beginning, mean, really, it's all a question of like, how far will you go to protect your child? This is like mama bear, papa bear protecting their cub. I mean, it's a natural instinct, whether you're a man or beast, to protect what is your own. Mm -hmm. She, whether that was to destroy anyone or anything that came between her and her child, was to die. So that included yeah. spider or another avatar. That's just motherly instinct. But it didn't help that he was a human and he was that person's child, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the same could go for Miles, is his name? Is his name? Yeah, the general. The general, he, he felt a protection. Even though his memories were transported, they're still his. He felt something of a protective thing for Spider. That's exactly why when they were trying to brainwash him and his loyalty was real strong, he wasn't working, he wanted them to stop because he felt that he empathized. And he knew exactly what would get through to him from father to son. Yeah. So. Did you I end up feeling, really... did you end up feeling bad for Miles at one point in the movie? Not at all. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> you? Uh, just a little, just a little. When 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 he, when him and you, you know, like I, I think that was so smart of James. He took his like I, this was a this movie. The runtime was three hours and twelve minutes. You can argue that you could take out something from the film and make it shorter. I did not mind at all. Because for me, this film was an immersive experience, just like Dune was. I was observing, observing everything that was going on. But at the same time, what James Cameron was able to do was show us two sides of the same coin, which was the Navi. They exiled themselves from, um, from their own clan because of the danger that he was bringing to 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 his people and, and he they they went on and, and to to the waters and they were able to live amongst the the water people here and that was also nice they were able to form friendships and, and le learn how to ride with the animals and then on the other side it was miles learning how to adapt to the world learning how to engage with the animals and spider laughing at the same time sort of having a a good time with his father while he's learning the ropes of everything. And right there is when I sympathize just a little. I, um, I'll tell you what, I didn't empathize with any of those deathly humans. Um, they have this destroy all consumer. You know how that goes. The same story mm -hmm. told, same story of old told over and over again, how you have uh, the, these particular people, who go on colonizing due to greed, or in this case, uh, Earth is dying. We made known that Earth is, it's, they need another place to live, right? If I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Um, I think a lot of movies are kind of playing with this idea or really giving, I don't know, tribute to history and um, allowing you to see how cruel mankind has been to societies or cultures or a certain group of people that wasn't properly understood and yet these groups of people understood earth the most mm -hmm. you know um it's classic colonization right you have these groups of people who are not <laughs> dying from diseases and whatnot and you know exactly what to plant and how to hunt and how to do all these other things in it they were advanced in their own way but because they didn't look or did things the way organizers did things you know they were enslaved and all that okay and and all their um whatever they had was completely, what's the word I'm looking for when you steal their own, like whatever. So I could see that um, in Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. I see that in this movie. And it's like one part that especially stood out was when um, you, we got to see the bond between Avatar and the animals of the sea. What was that the was, sea creatures called? That was that was beautiful. The uh, the token. The token, and she said that this this was this is my um my song sister, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Song sister or soul sister? Soul, <laughs> but she said she was my singing sister. 
they would right. sing. Right, right, they, they they would sing together. Yeah, mm-hmm. the mother of the uh, the water that was nation, the water tribe, whatever. That that entire sequence was gorgeous. The yeah, connection, and, and you could see that they the way they adapted to their environment. It, it was one. The animals were treated as friends. The water was a huge um, help, a tool. Like they they entirely mapped out their lives through that and we see like if i can relate this to a real world example i mean you have a bunch of natives that's exactly where they get their name from natives who know how to adapt and love their environment of course they they have their warriors too i mean we learned this early in school you got we are warriors and gatherers and but the most important part was they knew their environment the animals, to a degree, were special or some sort of special connection they had with man and beast. You see that in modern-day stories such as Avatar, or if I could relate this to Wakanda and Namor, his people, and the colonizers. So yeah. man, the same story, told over, comes over and they see the, 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 um, the value of these things. They may not fully understand it and appreciate it as a native or the avatar from the water parts would, but they could tell, hey, this animal is worthy. What can we do with it? Make a profit. And what did it do actually in that world? What did, how did it help mankind? Well, Earth was, Earth is dying. Um, so first of all they 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 wanted to prepare pandora for human colonization so they could inhabit this world since earth was in a crisis mm, yeah in any case hey big animal big bucks i no, they don't care yeah. about how intelligent that was an, i like the emphasis on the intelligence that the animals had that they like, were they were like ten times smarter than than a human, than and a human. and you could see the contrast between this very stupid hunter who didn't have much skill other than his gun or his whatever that was to and to then grip and then the yeah animal. exactly and, and then the, the peaceful con- and the peaceful token who methodically took down the entire fleet and the entire ship, right? And it was it was interesting to see the contrast. The animals do not attack. Now there are certain groups of animals that have a away about them and an awareness some, an awareness and some of them they travel in groups and they won't attack they travel to protect won't attack so it's just very interesting the way they contrast this to real life animals i'm not getting into specifics i don't know that but and also to see what does man do with that you know how do animals go instinct why are animals hunt, hunted not to get all you know weird about that but it's just it you could clearly see um, some sort of relatability to our, you know, our real world, which I I appreciated that because I was really, it was beautiful to see the relationship between Avatar and Animal and even an outcast, the contrast between the outcasted Tolkien, what was the name, right? I'm not yeah, saying yeah. any of these names, right? And no, the no, out, and the outcasted yeah. child, he felt some sort of kin. He felt like he related to him, and that way he was able to learn about himself. And that was really beautiful. I, I always appreciate 
the the nature of things and how they related that to the family dynamic and just the relationship between Avatar and Beast and all that. It was it was really beautiful. Yeah, I agree with that and the similarities that you pointed out were great because so the humans in the first film they they were preparing that well they wanted to send Jake to Pandora so they could extract um unobtainium uh which was very valuable and they wanted Jake to befriend the Navis so they could begin the first and like you said if we if we can compare this to Wakanda Wakanda as as a whole as a society they protect vibranium and they don't allow any humans to access their world because they understand how reckless humans are outside of Wakanda and they protect themselves they hide themselves in plain sight along with Pandora it, it it's the, the it was it was the hardest thing to do in order to um transport themselves to this world and it could also compare to nowadays there's still islands there's still people who are totally separating themselves from from humans now for example in sentinel island they're their own island and the government has allowed them to stay by themselves for the meantime and they don't care to uh to to be around people and and enjoy this current lifestyle now they they enjoy their nature, they enjoy their peace, and they want to be left alone. And yeah, it was I mean, totally it was so it was so sad when humans were able to um to, to, to they were able to find Jake's family and they began to wage war and they started killing the token that Oh yeah, I heart. think I think um more than anything, I, I... I felt sad at the dying of his eldest son, but I don't know when I, the way, like, call me a, like, a, I don't know, but the, once the token, once they isolated the token with the child, because they knew the that child would never leave its side, that depressing. was so evil. I'm like, how evil are you to really do that? But that's what people do, you know, when they hunt, that's, that's exactly what they do. So that right there got me and I'm like, man. This is this really be happening? This is not you know like you see it in a movie. It's like oh, that's that's real life. That happens. Yeah. So let's talk more about the relationship with the animals because I I told I, like I told you before I I fell in love with with the movie once I was able to see how Jake's kids and Jake himself how sort of they were trying to integrate themselves into this world and, and get used to their culture, but also when they started swimming with the animals. And the effects looked incredible, and yeah. the the water and how how they looked swimming and, and I, the creatures I really enjoyed, the, the yeah seeing the the detail the, in those creatures and, and and how how unique they looked. Yeah, the creatures. What is the uh, adopted daughter? Um. Well, the adopted daughter, um, Ripley's. Kiri, daughter, Kiri, 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 Kiri. I, I really appreciated her um, her connection her with the world around her. She just was a magnet to the. Creatures. It was such a it's such a peaceful transition. And you know her being somewhat of a outcast as well was encouraging the outcasted youngest brother. 
and was like, wow, you made a connection with the token. Like, that's amazing. She like, was, that was impressed special. that she was impressed. Whereas, you know, the, the water avatar kind of was like, no, he's an outcast. But she she sees things differently. And she was aware of it. I mean, at one point, she was sad because of it. But I like how all the, all the creatures immediately were, like, drawn to her. And there's definitely an aura about her piece. I, I mean... I feel like I'm Kira when I'm at the beach. When you're in nature and you immerse yourself, you just you could just literally look at the sand or try to find um, crabs in the in the sand and whatnot. But I I I like how they showed that with her, mm-hmm. and how they showed that with the um, the outcast, edgy, you know, coming of age, avatar boy. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, bro, I thought bro, it bro. Would, I thought it was so cheesy that they had to like the Dominican avatar. No, not that. Oh <laughs> no, I thought it was so cheesy that like they had to speak English because ain't no American is gonna read subtitles. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I speak what is it, Navi, whatever they, say. I, I speak that language, but uh, it might as well be English with his like soldier, always a soldier voice, and um. And I'm like, yeah, no one's going to read subtitles, but I would have loved hearing in whatever language, like, make it a world, I want to be in that world, speak that language. But I, I appreciated the accents, right? Of course, it, w- it would have, yeah, it would have enhanced the ins- the experience, but th- when you look at it from a logical standpoint, that is just, that's not going to happen. Yeah, two Americans, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. But that would have been, that would have been beautiful. And, and but, but yeah, I appreciated the accents, and, and especially also, of... Like, uh, question because i really have not done any research on this movie um the song that zoe sang and i that had to be her voice because it was it was beautiful yeah th- did what it not lady- seem familiar i i i don't know about that i mean you speak spanish so maybe i wanted to know if that was in a language or was that a mix of languages like has he sat down and made his own little yeah that elvish that- talk like <laughs> Did he get Lord of the Rings on us and like actually create his own language or like Star Wars? You know, like is this a thing? I don't know. I'm asking. That had, that had to be a mixture. A mix of, of languages too. That could that could be a, you know the case. E- either either of uh, a mixture of real languages or or their own language. But that definitely wasn't a language that um that that I was aware of. But I, I loved I when she like was when she was singing sort of... it. I yeah. love when she was singing it in the beginning of the film and and right at the end. It was Yeah, and, and it's um I can't help but like relate this once again to um Wakanda Forever because like the death scene being, you know of course it was a little more fragile with Wakanda Forever being right. that it was handled a real death, I think, very respectfully. But the the death of the the older son in both cases it's like, oh, this this concept of like death isn't the end and they have much respect for it. But still, all the more like just mourning, and I think um, the father kind of like experiencing this, learning what he needs to do to be a father, and acknowledging yeah. the faults he had as the soldier, always a soldier father figure. Hmm. Which, I mean, it, it's a real thing. It's a real crisis. Once a soldier, always a soldier. We can get into the PTSD and community that they have to feel always in this combative state so i i i guess that was super american to show like the typical soldier father raising his sons 
but also, you know, being fragile to his his daughters. I thought that was super American, you know. <laughs> but you know, you know what? I, I I like that you say that because that, that was going to bring me on to my next point. So the family dynamic was my favorite part about this film. I, I loved the effects. I even appreciated the action. I, I, I found it highly entertaining. Um, the plot was very, very simple. Oh, yeah. It was very, very nothing, simple. Nothing you had to think about. It was, you know, it is, it was what it was. I think and really I, like the, the whole emphasis of this movie is the aesthetics. Like. Exactly. And, and I think that was completely fine for this type of movie because what really carried the first one, what really sort of carried this one, were the gorgeous effects, how everything looked, and the world that he created. And, and uh, can we give a, like, can we please just give a round of applause for Zoe's performance? I mean, yeah, she's, she she's carries always, the franchise, she, in my she's opinion. She's amazing. She's amazing. She is the, like, I, I'm sure this man made this whole franchise around, like, uh, surrounded around Zoe, because the way she portrays like the avatar it's beautiful it's it feels like its own you know yeah she's she's society. the like she does it really well like she she defines the culture perfectly and, I, and but, also like her mm. facial expressions yeah unbelievable the technology yeah. she's doing like she was i felt most like she made me feel the most like there was the, the especially and then yeah it was her. especially when when the son died Oh and yeah, her reaction was... was so like that was real. Yeah. So, but th that's that's the point I want to make. The family dynamic, despite despite all the things that I love about this movie, for what what really touched me was the family dynamic. A father who's very very hard on them, uh, but in the end, he's just he you know he's he he is vulnerable and he is fragile, but he he wants to put in this this sort of strong uh, persona. Yeah, it definitely showed the personal crisis men have between their emotions and all that, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think it was, yeah, sure, relatable to a certain degree, but I think they really, um, they emphasized the whole soldier-father dynamic, which is very specific. And anyone yeah, and who's had a father who's, you know, served it's they would probably be, be like that i i knew a guy who had a soldier father and my goodness he was army all the time he was just very militant mm -hmm. and obedient <laughs> um not to say that everyone's like that but i mean you know they the the, the kids the sons definitely respected their father and most of all wanted his acceptance his approval and um but I mean, I think they showed that these kids were as rebellious as both the parents because both the parents went against everyone, right? Yeah. So it's just another, <laughs> you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree type of thing. Exactly. And I also loved how Loak was able to um, touch his vulnerable side. And I'm sure he got that from Zoe's character, especially when he was interacting with that Tol Tolkien who was an outcast. And that was probably one of my favorite scenes when he's able to interact. I see you. Like he, his father said, you know, I see you. And then he got the confirmation from the Tolkien, his father, the girl, you know. Exactly. 
and, and in that specific scene when he's getting when he's getting um attacked by that shark like creature uh, i'm pretty upset they painted sharks to be aggressive and like that but whatever it's it not a hero shark. there it was, that it looked was like a own. shark the the way the fins look okay whatever um when, when he was attacking loak and, and first of all the intensity in most of these scenes and most of the action scenes were were amazing because you were able to feel the tension and especially when when they would pop up out of nowhere but then the token comes and saves him and then he looks him in the eye and then they start communicating and they create this special bond that clearly can never be broken and they're just connected throughout the entire film mm -hmm. and that allows him to um, understand his feelings understand he is not a screw-up understands that it's not everything bad that happens it's not entirely his fault some of it is out of his con is out of his control of course he can extract lessons from everything and grow as a person but the Tolkien also experienced that when they attacked his entire family and his mission was to destroy these humans that were attacking all the creatures and all his brothers and his sisters but unfortunately the humans had the upper hand and destroyed his entire family and he was considered an outcast and a screw-up and the Tolkien couldn't interact with with his family in the end but i love how loak and you know this token they found each other and it, it worked out in the end but again the connection that they had with the animals was one of the most beautiful things um they could have integrated in this movie um i love how they keep touching on how important and vital these animals are to their species and to their race yeah yeah um once again um that whole the whole dynamic or interpersonal relationships between man and beast and avatar and beast and beast with man and all that <laughs> yeah that was that was definitely a theme from the first to the second um yeah, I mean, you have these types of movies uh, where it's like, oh, I'm scared of what's different. Oh, but then what's different is 10 times more superior. And then maybe if we all just got along and get and try to learn from each other, we could, you know, be in peace. And so, um, yeah, definitely that, that type of cliche, um, except that it was just done very beautifully. Thanks to the technology and and Zoe, of course, her acting. My one of my favorite parts is when the uh, mother of the water tribe comes in to try to help uh, Kira. Yeah, Kiri. Kiri from the what was it? She was under some sort of coma, and mm -hmm. the, you know the humans are trying to figure out whatever. And she goes, "I guess I'm not needed." And then <sighs> Zoe goes, "Get out! You have done nothing." <laughs> <laughs> She kicks everyone out, and then she does her whole like holistic little ritual with the, you know, she gets into it, and mm -hmm. immediately cures Kiri. Not immediately, but after her, her like acupunctural process, she gets all better. So, once again, them knowing, you know, everything of nature and themselves, and having it's connected. this kind of spiritual experience, how everything's interconnected by nature. Versus man is like, mm, can't get it done. This is bad. <laughs> don't do it again. Oh, you know, like, it, it's just so, it's, 
it's very typical. It, it, it was done, um, it was done well, for the most part. You got to empathize with the animal, you got to empathize with, um, with the avatars, you got to empathize with the humans, to a degree, depending on who you are, not me. And you had to, um, you got to empathize with, um, or get, rather get excited, but from a new environment and see how the avatar, um, how they thrived in the mainly water environment and also how protective they were of each other in the water tribe. I'm, I'm referring to Avatar The Last Airbender terminology here because, I mean, that's where this guy's going. What's his name? The director? James Cameron. He's totally making Avatar The Last Airbender. I mean, we got the Avatar right under our noses. When when Kiri. Ki, when Ki, Kiri was bending the water. For, like, sis was water bending <laughs> and she had the animals right there listening to her. Um, and and I swear I swear someone said yip yip. <laughs> you, you you probably heard that, but um, someone said yip yip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you, they got their little alphas and all that. But uh, yeah, it's it was a pretty, um, a nice beautiful movie. And, yeah. Um, you can't say go watch it because we ruined the whole movie. So spoil. Well, they know it's a review. So, did you find did you find the last sequence, the final act, satisfying the war against uh, the tribes and the humans, and 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 how they were to use water, and the, how how the creatures were very much involved, and in the end, where it was the kids attempting to save um, their parents. Um, how did you enjoy that last sequence? I think it was, you know. Like the Incredibles, <laughs> you got the kids helping out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> if you can compare it to something, yeah. I mean, like uh, this has been done. Like the story has been told. Like yeah, I definitely. keep saying, but I mean, what I enjoyed about it, um, we always like to see, you know, the good guys win, the family thrive. But what created some sort of complexity is when the son died. And Oof. here Zoe comes and she goes, a son for a son. And then you just, you start to feel, that was, you that start was to feel the intensity of it all. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, when she, when she held spider with the knife and actually cut yeah, him. I mean, honestly, if didn't have Zoe act in the way she was in the most. Oh, I, way, I agree. She was, she's always a same. standout. I no, mean, no, it wouldn't, was... it wouldn't, the movie wouldn't have hit the same because, because, because even, even because of Jake's militant ways, his reaction <laughs> wasn't wasn't uh it as, wasn't as... some sort of five-star performance but it was exactly real. it, was it wasn't ex- yeah but but uh, it wasn't as expressive as expressive as as, as zoe's reaction and, and I, think I think that's when spider didn't get scared after or something like once yeah. she became she became totally feral like you killed my son forget it and he knew he was like yeah that's kind of my dad I'm... like he could tell like she would kill me yeah spider no doubt spooked. and Man that's and that's when I think the conflict in his heart was born, especially when he rescued Miles. And uh... now that got me upset. That's not the ending I wanted, but of course, create some sort of drama. I wanted Miles to die. The man deserved to drown, and even then, he would have been alive on Earth. I mean, like, of course, maybe he doesn't know that to that extent, or maybe I'm not saying it properly. Like, why keep him alive? This man literally destroyed... I wouldn't have that empathy. Like, you killed my whole brother friend. 
but hey, since th- this is all about monetization in the end, but if 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 we attempt to keep that aside and just fully accept that there will be sequels, there will be upcoming sequels. We can understand that Spider, he's back with the Navi, but he will start um, having second thoughts. And this conflict in his heart will begin to grow and he will find Miles again. And eventually Spider is going to become the main villain. I think that's where we're going. It creates like, yeah, no milking it. This is a, this is for monetary gain. It definitely creates some sort of complexity to have it drawn out. But and listen, building listen. up for Kiri too. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be Kiri v Spider, but Spider isn't human, so he's gonna have, he's gonna become something. He's gonna become he, the I, next. Well, he's gonna become the next Zuko, and then that they're either gonna be, you know, lovers against to enemies, you know, because they have a weird thing going on or a, a healthy thing. I don't know. But no, if, she if definitely any... favors him, and she, he, especially her now they're gonna put them against each other that's my opinion that's where i see that going that that'll be the likelihood i don't see it more as a zuko story since <laughs> since he's throwing that out there no i know but since he he started genuine and he started as a genuine kid i think he will begin to grow into this um not an evil person just a, a complicated human being who's trying to separate himself from his Navi friends and trying to, well, he's probably going to be a little delusional. Maybe he's trying to be, and but he'll realize he'll never be, and he's from the son of their biggest enemy. And he'll begin to resent them. Maybe. So yeah, I think my favorite, my favorite character has to be has to be that, that Tolkien and, and Loak, for sure. <laughs> Who's Loak? The youngest, the youngest son. All oh, the outcasts, the mistaken the, angst. I just, I just, I, I love that relationship. It was, it was beautiful. And the, the eldest son, I, I, I understand why he was the one chosen to die. <laughs> it, it was the greatest of people always die, the noblest it, of people. And exactly. He, he, you know, the, the younger brother definitely had more cor- courage, but protected by the older brother, and mm. he just. You get to see the like the differences between older but brother, man, big brother, even, and older brother. Even after the the older brother died, Jake looked at Loak and he said, and he was like, "Father, you know, let me fight." And he's like, "No, you've done enough." And I was like, "Dude, Ooh, yeah, like <laughs> now he's gonna blame himself." But, I mean, this I mean, di- yeah, this dialogue wasn't out of this world, but be- because of how real this this family dynamic felt, and and also these complicated relationships the way that jake would speak to him what are you man, saying you relate to this now no no you, you don't what are we trying to get into it's not it's not that it, <laughs> i relate to it but it, it 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 felt so real because you know this happens this happens in with many many families and, and in many many relationships and it, it was james it, cameron bringing up all his traumas <laughs> yeah this is just this is just interesting. So, like, why don't you make a movie about it? <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, this was this was definitely this was definitely a, a nice treat, a, a a great way to end the year of twenty twenty two. Um, this isn't the end for Avatar. It looks like Loak and Kiri will be taking the the wheel in the next upcoming movies because, um. I, I definitely see, see Jake dying. 
one. Jeez. It's it's always the father. Once and... they kill Zoe, that's they kill other avatars. Uh, so, but but that's why I don't think they 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 kill Zoe because she's the heart of the of, of these movies. Um, uh, yeah, I really felt like she wasn't super talkative throughout this movie. It was like no, 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 no. I we we we, we this was this was really um, focused on the kids, <laughs> and and obviously Jake's relationship with them. But I we rarely got to see Zoe. Um, it was we were on the journey with 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 their children, but in the end, we saw a lot of her. And, and I mean, every time Zoe was on we screen, saw, she... we saw the real motherly side to her, which is not I don't know, like ten that times in... a warrior. Exactly, and that <laughs> was impactful. That was impactful in and of itself. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a wrap up on this review. Why don't we give it our final ratings? Okay, you go first. Okay. Um, Quick summary. I Short I and sweet. Yeah. Sweet and simple. Okay. <laughs> uh when when I first heard of the sequel releasing, I thought it wasn't necessary and uh, I I, w- I wasn't interested. Once I saw the trailer, I was intrigued and my curiosity kept rising as it usually does and and I was able to see it and I I just loved it. I loved the effects. I love how I felt in this world. It literally felt like I was transported into Pandora. The family dynamic, like we were talking about, was so strong and in many ways relatable. And it was it was a it was a beautiful experience. The connection and the relationships the avatars had with these animals was a beautiful thing. So I am excited. I, I can't I can't deny it. I am excited for for the next films to release. Because I, I I want to be in this world once again, so I'm going to give it an eight point five. An eight point five. I thought that the last sequence, the battle, it it's, it did not drag for me, but I felt like they, it may have been. I don't even want to say the weakest part of the film, but um, I could see myself zoning out at times. When, when the battle was happening, just because there were so many things going on and probably my ADHD couldn't keep up, which usually happens, but I loved everything else. And um, mm-hmm. I think I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with an 8.5. Okay. For me, uh, I will have to give it for different factors, a seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be lower, but then I, I really, realized how much I appreciated the how much time they spent on the animal mm-hmm. and the kind eyes it had and the just getting immersed in the environment and that's for me what was Avatar all about I mean it, it's not but for me the enjoyable parts was just the beauty of it all the time they take to show you the nature the time they take to show the animals yeah. Um, and I liked, I really loved uh, Kiri's relationship with the world around her. That kept me really, you know, intrigued. But I, um, I never really cared to see the movie. Um, and it was a treat because I kind of went into it with no expectations. And mm-hmm. it was a, it was quite enjoyable to watch. It didn't really strike me emotionally. I felt that the plot was a bit you know, yeah. very typical, 
nothing of real complexity. But once again, I got it for what it was, the beauty, the um, the CGI, all of that. And the what I mostly enjoyed was the interpersonal relationship between man and beast or avatar, whatever we want to call it. Um, avatar and beast, whatever. So I really appreciated that. And it was beautiful to summarize it. So 7 out of 10 for me. 7 out of 10. And that they're actually recreating all of Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, that's <laughs> that's pretty neat. I mean, yeah, we, we can all use some Avatar in our lives. Always. Yeah, well, excited for that film coming out in 2025. All right. So that was our review for Avatar The Way of Water. An 8.5 from me. Definitely enjoyed it a little more than than Gogo Monster. She'll end up with a seven out of ten. So thank you all for listening. Um, us on social media on Instagram at Society Outcast Pod and on Twitter at Society Outcast Three. Thank you, Gogo Monster, for joining me today. That's Gogo Monsters to you. Gogo Monsters, Monster, Gogo. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in our next episode. Okay. <laughs> That's like my. I think you need an outro song. That's it, right I, there. I can give you a little mix. Okay. Tape. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. No, no, you have to like, you have to rap though, because unless I rap and you do a beat. All right, that's the end of it. Thank you. <laughs>